Seth Oliveris, Chris Griffin. We're here for another episode of the Horns Down podcast. Seth, how you doing, man? I'm doing real well, man. How about yourself? Pretty, pretty freaking great, man. I'm pretty amped up for this uh, this OU Baylor game. Uh, my dad and I were talking trash back and forth. He's a KU fan for everybody out there that's listening, uh, so his opinion does not matter at <laughs> all. So um, let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Uh, transfers, who's in, who's out? Yeah. Um, well, uh looks like uh, I think the, the position group that is – now the most interesting or one of the more interesting ones um, with uh, the guys that have transferred are QB. I mean, uh, Tanner Mordecai and Chandler Morris, yeah, they're backups and they were never going to start ahead of Rattler and probably and, and never start over a Caleb Williams also who's coming in. But as of right this second, that room is a lot thinner and, you know, one, you know, one play away from OU being in you know a really interesting situation. So, I think that's definitely something, and I'm I'm gonna guess that OU will probably pick up somebody, maybe with uh in the next because then also I think Tanner Schaefer's graduated this year, so that's another that's three QB. Hey, 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 eligibility! This was a blank year. True, Schaefer, come back, bro, come back, Schaefer. Uh, the reason oh. why, the reason why I think he might be gone is because he got some burn in that uh. At the at the end of the Cotton Bowl, he was out there for a little bit, so I was like, that might be Lincoln, like giving him a last little bit. Oh, also, it could have just been because OU was up by seventy points or whatever it was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, against the scout team, but yeah. um, but um, you know, I I saw I saw somebody um, I, I, and I, I'll let you finish, but I saw somebody put some feelers out there for uh for Austin Kendall. It's like you know he's in the transfer portal again, <laughs> again. And, yeah, Honestly, and I was like, damn, son, that'd be it. That'd be one of the most interesting. I wonder. If the, I don't know if that's ever happened in the the brief history of the transfer portal era, where where a guy has left a program. Then like gone and played it two years at another school and then come back <laughs> like just even just coming back in general but yeah that would be interesting I don't, I don't obviously no one's gonna predict that he will come back but it is interesting that he is back in the portal especially after leading West Virginia to win on uh against Army in the bowl game like uh whoever they had starting was it is it still uh, that Daggy kid I think he's yeah I think it was still. a Daggy kid. I never understood that anyways. I didn't understand how Austin Kendall wasn't starting over that kid, but I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And then obviously, like, the most – probably the highest profile player that's uh, transferring from OU is uh, tra- uh, Charleston Rambo. Like, he's definitely uh, – as, as far as, like, experience and just, you know, name recognition, like, he he had the most, like, cachet to his name that's down on the portal. And, I mean, I honestly, looking at the situation he's in, I really can't blame him. That is a – I mean, that's a stacked house. I mean, yeah. you have you have Mario Williams, Cody Jackson, Jaleel Farouk on their way in. You are you are returning Marvin Mims, um, uh, Jaden Hazelwood, Trey John Bridges, Theo Weiss, yeah. uh, Drake Stoops, obviously. Don't yeah. forget uh, Brian Darby, Trevon West. And oh, then no. on top of have uh, Mikey Henderson, Jeremiah Hall, Braden Willis, and you have Austin Stogner coming back. So it's a stacked house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's and, yeah. and just looking at how he was u- utilized this season, it 
Yeah, it was the writing was pretty much on the wall. He he was not the number one target. He probably wasn't even the top four target, honestly. I mean, you know, Rattler came out and said that he it was on him to get Weiss more involved, and I think Weiss made himself more more so a possession receiver, and then in some games he turned into that number one receiver we all know he can be. Yeah. But I mean. You're just really excited about seeing um, that trio, that five-star trio, fu- uh, fully healthy, fully eligible, and um, you know playing together for the first time. And um, it's going to be really interesting. You know, uh, here we go again with you know Drake Stoops playing that, that Nick Basquin you know type of role out there, and then you just have and, and don't and, and I also I forgot Theo Howard is out there as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 talent out there. We still don't know what the hell um, Obi Alu, Alu looks like. So I mean, yeah, I'm hoping that if he's, you know, it's sounding like I mean, sounding as in there there hasn't been much noise coming from that camp. But I'm thinking he'll be back since he didn't do anything and he's got that for a year. So uh, yeah, I think uh, if he if he does play. He should be able to, he should be able to to do have some kind of impact and make yeah. some contribution, but yeah, we it's too early to tell. Yeah, how how much, but yeah, that yeah. just another part of that that huge that deep room where yeah, Rambo he was he just saw he he saw he wasn't going to be the guy for yeah the for shot, next season. He was the only person that he was going to be able to beat out for a position was a shadow, and I'm sorry, but I mean <laughs> I think that. With more reps, I and and I, I don't even mean to take a dig at him, you know, for what <laughs> Rambo done, uh, for what Rambo did last year, and then coming into this year, high expectations. Obviously, he didn't meet those. I hope he goes somewhere, and I hope he balls out, ball out, Charlie. Right? Yeah. Um, defensively, I guess what you're looking at, um, I guess defensively, you're looking at Robert Bourne's transferring. Yeah. Uh, uh, had a, I guess you had a couple of like D linemen that that transferred as well, but I don't think that they those were like big names. Um, I think probably defensively you're looking at oh, oh John Michael Terry as well. I like John Michael Terry. I always thought he was solid. Um, I, I mean he didn't really make mistakes, so that's what I like. But at the same time with the uh, <clears throat> with the linebacking core. I think Barry uh, Brian, excuse me, Barry Odom, Brian Odom has uh, taken a uh, has helped that that linebacking core take a step forward to the point where you're seeing uh, you're seeing solid. I mean, uh, and not above average. You're seeing solid to good to sometimes great lineback uh, linebacking play. I mean, you're you're seeing the the depth chart show with Robert Bourne's leaving. You know, they said there's a possibility that he could come back. Like if there's nothing out there in the portal for him. I hope he goes and finds success somewhere, and I hope that he can switch back to um, his, you know, true position, drop the weight, and and go. I think we talked about that la- on the last poc- uh, podcast, but um, you know, you want to see John Michael Terry, you want to see g- guys like that who've, you know, done the deed, done the job for OU. You want to see them be successful wherever they go. And I mean that. I mean, I want to see every transfer. I want to see every college football player be be successful. But yeah. um, a place I'd like. Man- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you I was just gonna say a place I'd like to see John Michael Terry go if he hasn't already uh, made up his mind or anything is maybe go back home to Tulsa. You know, he's a Tulsa boy. Maybe go back to the Golden Hurricane. They just they just produced who's he's a probable 
first round pick in Zayvon Collins at linebacker. Um, that yeah. was tearing it up. So maybe he could go up in there and uh, I don't know who their linebacker coach is right now up there in Tulsa, but I mean, he's he's got he's obviously got a lot, a ton of it playing experience at OU, and if he if he goes there, he's going to be the guy for sure. If he if he goes to a school like that, so I, yeah, I, I would wherever he goes, I just hope he it's a place where he's he can he can be that dude for the for that team. Well, see, that was what I didn't understand about. Well, okay, I put it like this: I want to see Rambo go somewhere that's pass happy. Hell, go to UC, go to UCF, go somewhere. Go somewhere in the American Conference and, and, and go ball out. You're better than the American Conference. Maybe you didn't ball out here at OU just because you're a limited number of, like, you know, balls thrown your way, COVID, all the rest of that stuff. But at the same time, go ball out somewhere. Chandler Morris, I didn't really get that move. I didn't um, Just to kind of pick – yeah, you know, the TCU, I thought that was kind of – that's not even a lateral move. Um, at first, I, I was I was hearing, like, you know, I guess his sister is the um, recruiting director or something like that down there in North Texas. And I'm thinking, why would he go to North Texas? You know, there was all types of ties, but I think the main the main word on the street was was TCU was the place that he would go to. Um, I don't mind seeing him. I think that he's a great quarterback. I think he could cause some problems and for a lot of teams, but I, I didn't really understand uh, the. Uh, I didn't really understand that. And for all the OU fans out there who thinks, oh, yeah, he's just going to sit in there and, and tell um, Gary Patterson and crew. Yeah, Gary Patterson, what's going on? <laughs> Gary Patterson still going to run that same multiple D, <laughs> 425 look, whatever. I mean, he I, he runs what he runs. I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how successful they are. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. As soon as Chandler Morris touches, uh, touches down, on that campus down there at Texas Christian University, he's the best quarterback there already. I'm sorry. I was gonna I was um, actually wondering what you thought about that, like him versus Duggan. Oh um, no. <laughs> if 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 Duggan if Duggan keeps his job, it'd be by the grace of God. I mean, there's no <laughs> way that he could beat him out. It just it just doesn't make any sense to me. That kid right there has star written all over him. Um and I definitely think he'll be Texas. Um but as far as <laughs> But as far as transfers in, man, I'm looking at Eric Gilbert like, hey, man, come to OU and make all your dreams uh, come true. I mean, but then again, you know, looking at Georgia, that uh, him and Dornell Washington, that could be a problem. Six, seven uh, tight end, six uh, <laughs> with size, and then you got another six, five tight end, put them uh, uh, in, in a twin set. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, he said he was. He said he was homesick. Um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Dornell Washington fan, but I do think that they fixed him. I guess mechanically, they fixed some things where he's just not. A, he's not trying to out athlete people now. He's actually running real routes and doing what he needs to do. So it's really good to see him out there um, doing that and and actually being developed. Um, it's a lot of destinations for him. Hell, he could go to bed. He that kid could go to Eric Gilbert can go any school that he wants to. Yeah, I haven't really heard. Yeah, anywhere he goes. Yeah, no, he yeah, anywhere he goes, he he'll 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 ball out for sure. Yeah. Um, what I'm hoping, because um, yeah, Eric Gilbert's all definitely the name that I was looking at too, as far as like maybe somebody that OU could bring in. Um, he's he's kind of the big name, right? Especially with his how he's rec- recruited and everything. But um, 
I'm hoping, especially with like you know Dre Norwood declaring, and obviously Dre Brown is going to the NFL now, or you know, go headed to the draft at least. Um, uh, I'd like to see maybe if there if there is a a lengthy, you know, good uh, kind of a just a, a good cover corner, or just even maybe a safety if there's that if there's that in the portal this season. Um, Maybe Owen picks up a guy for the secondary because I kind of think that's really one of the only thinner spots still on the team right now is that secondary, especially with the guys that have kind of left. Even though there's a good young talent, it's just yeah. it's always nice to have like a good backup as well, or maybe a guy who could push for starter. I think you're looking at a guy like uh, Justin Harrington to really step into that that role right there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of what you're hoping that he can turn into. You got you have guys that can get can play that. I mean, when I think of when I think of the cornerbacks next year, I'm thinking starting starting uh, cornerbacks in my opinion would be DJ Graham and Woody Washington, and then. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think who fits that role perfectly, I think it'd be Jaden Davis, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's definitely a good candidate think, for that. I think Jaden Davis, Jeremiah Cradell, and Justin Harrington uh, could do work at that position. So, I mean, uh, you know, that's kind of – I mean, because to be honest with you, Trey Norwood played – I mean, let's call it what it was. I mean, it was pretty much like a nickelback almost, you know. So um, – what is OU famous for? Nickelbacks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I think that you have guys on campus who can fill that role. Maybe the kid, the DB that's coming from Virginia, maybe he's a freshman that can step in and 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 um, step up, you know? You never know. I mean, that's the beauty of the situation here is the fact that um, with the new vaccines, with all the stuff that's going on and, and the progression of stuff, it's not getting any better. But at the same time, I mean, you know, they're still moving forward with things. So you're hoping that you get spring reps, like actual spring reps this time. You're hoping that you get a fall camp, at least something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure what the outlook is going to look like for college football. But at the same time, you're still looking at those kids and saying, OK, could maybe one of these freshmen or one of the kids that I have on campus, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind going to the transfer portal and getting getting a um a couple of uh, a one or two DBs for maybe a year or two and just you know going from there. Because the thing is, is that you don't you don't need like a superstar guy. You need a glue guy. You need another glue guy. You need more more pieces. And that's the thing Grinch is taking on uh and done a tremendous job with is finding guys that fit his scheme. And saying, okay, um, we're going to uh, turn you into a player now, and and that's what I appreciate about him creating depth, creating competition and practice. And I think the biggest thing is is that, you know, I hate, I, I, hey, you know, Robert Bourne, John Michael Terry, thank you and everything, but you guys are stoop guys, you know, you're not uh, <laughs> yeah. a Grinch guy, so. Grinch is getting his guys in. He's letting go of the other guys, and he's, you know, bringing in talent. And the thing is, is that we we tried to figure out what the hell was going on. And it's crazy because two seasons ago, we sat here and we said, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with this defense. Can it even? Can it even like get a pulse back? We got a pulse. We got Grinch. This this year here, we said, okay, we got a pulse. Can we actually come out of this little? 
um, and hopefully it's not in poor taste, but can we come out of this defensive coma that we're in? And you're like, okay, now we're we're awake. Now we we're alive. Now you're looking for that defense to take a next step and say, okay, we're about to take our first steps towards a national championship, and we're about to actually claim that te- that championship by the end of the season. So, um, I'm I mean, transfer portal wise, to be honest with you, there's a lot of guys out there, and there's a lot of names. And I mean, there's some there's some sneaky names out there as well. I mean, there's a I think there's a DB out there from um, from Florida State. Uh, I know Clemson has a couple of transfers on the offense and uh, defensive side. So, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see who who wants to be a part of this this 2021 team. Because I think when you look at it, you're like, if I'm looking around, I want to win a championship. I'm looking at really four or five schools. I'm looking at uh, Bama, Clemson, um, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and possibly Georgia. Yeah. And uh, so we'll go ahead and finish that thought. No, you go ahead. You go. Well, I was going to, I'll say one, one of the most interesting names, at least for uh, OU fans, uh, one of the most interesting names in the transfer portal currently is a uh, one linebacker out of Gainesville, Florida. I don't know if that's where it's from, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> that boy is a, that boy is a clown. I said, I, I got it. It was one of the things where it's like, well, oh, you not on our level. They're, they're not SEC. It's it'll be a it's a good matchup. And then you go one week later. <laughs> that boy's in the transport portal. And and, and and look, three-star linebacker. I mean, where the hell is he gonna go? That boy better transfer to somewhere like Cal Berkeley or something like that. He's probably gonna have to go to Cal Polytech. I mean, UC Davis. <laughs> UC Davis. Yeah. Drop a little. That boy's playing. Yeah, he's going to FCS. That boy's going to Jacksonville State next year. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is Deion, Deion Sanders down there? He recruited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Recruited the bums, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, yeah, talk that noise, boy. <laughs> talk your noise out of Gainesville. That's uh, not a spot for you anymore. Yeah. I'm still surprised. Now, this is what I'm, I, this is what I'm shocked by. Tom Herman got fired, and we will get to that, people. We will get to that. Tom Herman got fired, but Ty Grantham is still a defensive coordinator as far as coming out of Florida. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what is going on. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, especially, like, if you, like, really pay attention with the uh, with the Florida Gators fans themselves. They're, like, they're, they're, they're at the level, the same level that OU fans were at with Mike Stoops in, like, 2017. Like, yeah, it just it makes no sense. Anything that he does, any play that he calls, I'm just like, my goodness, what? what? How? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out, like, I've watched the game probably at least 12 times <laughs> since then. Shout out Mr. McIntosh. That's my guy. Oh, yeah. He's but, the best um, highlight dude in the, in the game. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out Mr. McIntosh. But, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out on that that first touchdown to Mills. How the hell do you not align with him? Like, <laughs> I think everybody was just sitting there, just like snap the ball, snap the damn ball. <laughs> bro, I was just like, what's going on? Um, before we segue into uh, that team down south, <laughs> give me give me your give me your final thoughts on the Tristan Lay uh, situation. You know, I just – I'm really hoping this is the last cycle 
for OU as far as recruiting cycle where these these like high profile four high four star maybe five star guys you know are are looking like they're OU leans all the way up until the very end and then they kind of just like you know you know do the old switcheroo at the very end and I mean it's just uh, I mean well I'll, I'll say I'll say this if his was different though say yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know because it's I, hard. I don't know what it's hard make. because he, go ahead. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's an eighteen year old kid, so it's hard to sit here and fault him. I just think that it could have been handled better. I mean, that's that's just. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I'll hope you know what I'll just leave it there. But I just think that 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 could have been that could have been been handled better. Yeah. You know, I mean, basically. What he did, I mean, let's just put it like this: Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, the pimple butterfly. That's exactly what he did. I mean, it, it just, I don't know. I was, I was lost for words for how. I mean, you sat on the phone and talked to Beatingbo for like an, an hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's it's. And, and you know, you just, I, you know, I, I heard through the wire that. um that Caleb Williams and I, I guess another uh, recruit in that class, you know, they were kind of blindsided by that. Yeah. You know, as close as you heard it, they were, and, and their families love, you know, were were tight and all of this. It just, I don't know. It it just it just it could have been handled better, I think. Um, and you know, I hope he goes and has a, a a great career at Clemson. But things like that follow you sometimes, you know. Um, but I mean, he's an 18 year old kid. People will forget about it. We have five star um, offensive linemen in the class. We have great offensive line players that have great potential at O. I mean, at OU, and there'll be another five star kid that wants to come and um, and play at OU. You know, so yeah, uh, wishing the best. But yeah, I, I just think yeah, it just could have been handled better. But um, yeah, yeah, I, ho- I hope he succeeds. I hope he succeeds the way. We're we're pretty sure he would have succeeded if he went to OU because he obviously has the talent, he has all the physical tools, and if he was you know learning under Bill Beatenbow for for four, three or four years, that dude, yeah. that, he was a surefire draft pick and probably like a top top three round, maybe even something you know second or first. But yeah, like, I hope it's I, I hope I hope he still gets that same stuff out of out of Clemson that he that he I'm pretty yeah. sure he would have if he can. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. I hope that he's uh, ready to run block because uh, that <laughs> DJ, DJ, DJ is a DJ, and my uncle and I we went back and forth on this. DJ reminds me a lot of Jalen Hurts where he's at now. And my, you know, and I was blasted that day. Are you serious, <laughs> Jalen? No, there's no comparison. There's no this and that, that, this, that. And I was just like, man, I mean, I'm just – that's call it what it is. I call it spade a spade, but we'll see. But moving on to another team that wears a lot of orange, a lot of burnt orange. Oh, yeah. That team down there – Oh, Sark after dark. <laughs> Texas. Let's not even – let's not go – let's not go to that bump. Let's go to the first bomb. Let's go to bomb number one. Thomas Herman. Tom Herman. 
<laughs> Tom Herman. Now this is now this. I think this will sum everything up that we're about to say. I think this will sum it up. Tom Herman deserved better. Yeah, yeah. But so did Texas. <laughs> so, That's right too. I mean, I. I don't know where I'm at. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm in the middle of the different spectrums because, like I said, and I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Tom Herman deserves better, but so did Texas. So that's where I'm at right now. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, when they when it was official that they weren't going to get Urban Meyer, I was, I I, I figured. And I mean, a lot of people figured that Tom Herman would be there in 2021. But honestly, I just feel like it would have just been the better move. Just, I, just to stick with just, him. Yeah, like there was no, there are no other candidates out there other than like maybe like uh, the Shanahan guy at uh, for the 49ers, who I think he wants to stay in the NFL anyways, um, even though he's, he's a Texas guy and everything. But, well, you could have. I mean, be, be enemy um, up there with the Chiefs. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know about that one either. Like, I know. He, I think he's a good coach, obviously, and I mean, he's he'll, he'll, he'll get a good head coaching gig eventually. Um, probably this next offseason, honestly. But uh, yeah, I just, I I think I think it was the wrong move. I think, like I was saying, um, I tell Caleb who is a Texas fan, it's Texas. That was not the right move. You should have held on to to Herman for one more year and waited it out. Oh, well, you said Lincoln Raleigh was uh, one of the hottest uh, OCs in the game when uh, OU got him. Well, her, uh, uh, Sark is the hottest. It, no, no. It still wasn't the right move because I mean, if it was the right move, you would have heard everybody on that the four letter company, ESPN. You would have heard everybody on game day congratulate Texas on that. The only person that congratulated Texas on that uh, on hiring him was Jesse Palmer. Other than that, I don't, I don't <laughs> think anybody else was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you guys went and hired the splash hire. Because the thing that 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 Caleb forgot, and the thing that some Texas fans probably have forgotten Tom Herman was the hottest offensive <laughs> in the game yeah. when he came out. You guys somehow outbid LSU for him. And we see how that ended up. But <laughs> uh, it, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't and I don't I'm not fearful of any, anything because the thing is this right here. Can we not go back to Charlie Strong and say, okay, one, Charlie Strong was never given a real chance at Texas. And there's some obvious reasons, some obvious reasons that we won't get into here on this show. There's some obvious reasons why he was always never going to succeed there. And I, that's that's like a double <laughs> negative, but seriously, always <laughs> never. But then you got um, Tom Herman winning with Char- Charlie Strong guys. And then, um, you know, my thing about Texas is, is this, when you have NFL talent, when you have former players and, form- and, and players that made the NFL telling other players uh, and, and freshmen and, 
and and recruits like don't come to Texas is not what you would what you you know think it is and the thing you I mean you have that that Wilson kid Garrett Wilson up there at, at Ohio State basically saying that he didn't want to go to Texas he's from Texas but he didn't want to go there because he actually wanted to be developed I, there's a lot of stuff that's that's come out and Tom Herman is we has weeded through it but I mean. I don't know. It's just a weird situation. Elegant leaving, I mean, it, it was perfect, you know. It was the perfect storm to finally get rid of that. But at the same time, I think that the person that should be held mostly accountable for, for all of this is, is Dale Conte. I don't see how the athletic director or, 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 or I, don't, I don't see how he survived this. It just does, does not make any sense. Because if he evaluated the program as a whole, he should have evaluated his job as well. Because the thing was with that, and I'm not sure was there um, if Strong was a hire uh, was hired by him. But if he was, then you no, have to look at him. okay. Because yeah, that was my that was my whole thing. I was like, I don't want to tie him to Charlie Strong, but at the same time, he was there for the brunt of it. I think. Yeah, I think I think Del Conte actually showed up after Herman. I think Herman had already been there for a year or two okay. before Del Conte came from a TCU. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, those are all t- totally valid points. And uh, this honestly feels more like a to- a Charlie Strong level hire versus a Tom Herman hire. This that going yeah. Steve Sarkeesian, and I mean the argument that Texas fans want to make, uh, like. You know, oh, he's the hottest OC in the game right now, and like that's, you know, that's what you know they're they're kind of making parallels to what OU did. OU did well. What OU did was they brought in Lincoln Riley to be offensive coordinator for two years before they they gave him the keys to the, the the you know the palace. And honestly, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the Bama the the Bama effect, but it's not like the the last two OCs before Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama went on to just do amazing things. Like you had Lane Kiffin, who we all know his, you know, his, his uh, kind of rap sheet with, with uh, head yeah. coaching jobs. It's, it's not like he's winning championships all over the place. And then you got, you know, Mike Loxley, who he's a good coach, but I don't, I don't see him turning around. Who is it? Where's he at? Maryland right now? He recruits his ass off, though. I will say that because every yeah. King Jerry kid is a man up there. He's 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 <laughs> got the beef. Yeah. Um, so, but it's like, and then that's another thing. Well, is Stark is, is Sark is he known for his recruiting? Because that's the one thing that at least Texas has had going for them over the, this last decade plus. Uh, of futility, even though they haven't been winning, you know, championships or anything, they at least they've recruited well most seasons. Um, and I and part of that is you gotta you gotta at least either you yourself or your staff has to know Texas high school football. And I don't know off the top of my head if Sark has that kind of background with Texas high school or guys. And it, if he doesn't, it just makes the hire even more questionable. From what I've read and from what I've seen, he's he's supposedly supposed to be trying to bring in some Alabama guys, like, yeah. like analysts and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, you know, that's a great point, Seth. You don't have any ties to Texas football. That's going to be kind of hard because the thing is, is that, you know, he <laughs> – Hey, how I say this, he doesn't tickle my fancy. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. He doesn't get me excited. Um no. 
And I mean, it, 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 real, real quick though, it, it can be done as as far uh-huh. as like, a non Texas guy because I mean we saw what Matt Rule did at Baylor, and but yeah. I mean what helped him was a lot of his staff, a lot of the staff he hired around him were former Texas high school coaches. Yeah, they already had that charisma and that energy anyways, and they knew the areas, and they knew those kids, and they had established relationships with parents. Exactly. Um, So so if if Sark doesn't do at least that, I don't don't really see this working for Texas in three years. I th- and, and 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 you know what? That's a great point. I'm gonna hit on that. I'm I'm gonna hit on that. For, okay, no, I'm gonna go back to the point. Okay. Let's let's do it in order. So you you hit a great point. So we're talking about like chronologically, chronologically, um, when Del Conte came in and and what happened and what transpired. So this is the thing to remember when. The biggest difference between Bob Stoops and Mac Brown on the way out for them on uh, 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 of these respective schools, OU and Texas, is this: Bob Stoops left OU in Lincoln Riley's hands, basically saying, "Okay, this team um, can get up by itself. It's still trying to take more steps." In the right direction. It's it's a baby. It's you. It's my baby now. It's your baby. I need you to help this baby mature and grow up and make sure that it stays it stays well. It's already ready for you to. Uh, that the baby is 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 growing. We just need to get some things right and make sure that it, it can take more steps and and that is motivated and that is inspired. Mac Brown didn't leave Texas in the same situation. Mac Brown left Texas uh, uninspired. He left Texas in kind of a recruiting. I, I wouldn't say that because Mac Brown could always definitely recruit, but it's just the style of play. A lot of the things I don't know. Honestly, his recruits his recruiting got stale just just as much yeah. as Stoops did. Yeah, yeah. So when 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 you think about Texas and OU football, that's kind of how you have to to run it how were those programs left after these two big name coaches i mean staples of college football how were the programs left one was left basically almost picture perfect if you want to and the one blemish was our defense right then you want to look at texas and you say it was just all around problem and a lot of the problems were not only happening externally on the and you and when I'm saying externally, I'm talking about like on the field, but internally as well, with all the ADs, with all the different boosters and all the rest of that, you had a lot of implosion going on. Not explosion, implosion. So, I mean, that's my thoughts on Texas. I feel like I feel like a lot of this, and I'm not blaming Mac Brown, but I'm just saying a lot of it came from him being so stale. And then it didn't help the fact that you went through two mediocre years with Charlie Strong, and then you went through four more years of mediocrity with Tom Herman. Because regardless of how you want to spin it, that year that Texas beat Georgia, that was still a terrible year. You still lost, I think, what, two or three? You still lost three games. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, one, and and it's only it's I mean it, it could only be just because they didn't play as many games they they played you know three or four less games than they normally would have. 
Yeah, and, 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 I mean, it just and, and last year was not was not the year. I mean, yeah, you made it to the Big Twelve Championship and everything, but you didn't win. You haven't won it. Oh, you've won it in six years. I mean, six years straight. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with Texas now. Um, I guess to fast forward to the point that I was going to make also about Sark is this right here. Texas fans, you have to relax because the thing is, is that this may be a a, a two year process. It's not going to happen in the first year. Yeah, I, I think it would it it wouldn't just take a miracle from Sark and, and his crew to to bring Texas like back to to maybe like a Big Twelve championship appearance. It would also have to take you know OU just completely imploding this season and possibly you know Iowa State and maybe someone else like they the. Yeah, this is going to be, yeah, two-year minimum for them to at least be like, you know, maybe back to where Tom Herman had Texas at, at his height. Yeah. I I'm, I just, I don't know. Because I, 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 I can't blame it on recruiting. I can't. I just think that Tom Herman, I think his staff is just poor, it's just poor de- made up of poor developers, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to really say about this, about that. I mean, Sarkeesian, I think that Sarkeesian is a really good, is, is a really good coach. I think he's a, he's a great office of mine, but that's what he's known for. Uh, Washington at USC, he had some success before he got into, you know, got himself into some personal, some personal um, problems. Mm-hmm. My hope, my, my thing about Sark is just, I mean, he's just not, he's not a splash guy. No, I mean, if anything, he's at least Tom Herman coming into Texas was way more of a splash guy than Steve uh, Sarkeesian. Like, at least you know on paper, like he had the the he was the, the big up and comer uh, head coach that you know people wanted. Obviously, you know, like you mentioned earlier, him, uh, Texas and LSU were fighting over him. And uh, but yeah, like I don't I don't think people really feel that way about Sarkeesian, uh, you know, going into this. I, I know I wouldn't feel that way as a Texas – if I was a Texas fan, I, I wouldn't feel like, you know, okay, like, here we go. I'd be, me, I'd be pretty apprehensive about the future. Let me ask you this question right here. Okay. Would you – would Hugh Freeze been more of a splash hire? Man, that's – Honestly, 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 I I think it, there there's like more red flags around uh, Hugh Freeze as far as you know off the field stuff and just like history. There's there's more. He's just got a, a longer record, but like not not coaching record. Um, but I do think Hugh Freeze would probably get. He would probably take Texas, if not where they want to go, near where they want to go. He has a better or would have a better chance of doing that than I believe Sark will. Yeah, I I can I can I can I can get behind that. Because I know, think Hugh is, is like a he's a he's a proven program builder. Like he'll 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 take a program to the next level. But the, the thing the thing the thing that I'm I'm um you know Texas fans are really excited because they they think uh, Casey Thompson could be um, <laughs> something amazing. I mean I hope he is. I, Look, uh, yeah, Oklahoma this, boy. This is the thing. 
this is the thing. Oklahoma fans, as much as we give y'all shit, we would like to see, you know what, I'm lying. We don't care. <laughs> really don't care. Texas never wins another game. I tried. I tried to make it through that. I'm sorry. Excuse my leg. I tried to make it through that. I can't. I, no. Uh, no, Texas. Like, what, what do you say? Audacious Cloud Hope. Everything bad in the world happens to you and only you. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> when y'all lost the TCU, I said, Kale Shippy. You darn too. Like I was so happy right now. Oh um, man, um, I don't know, man. It's a lot of intrigue around that, but at the same time, like I said, the only team that beats OU is OU. To be honest with you, let's just be real about that. K State and Iowa State did not have uh, beat o- OU this year. OU beat themselves, regardless of who was on the field. Ramondre Perk, uh, Kennedy Brooks. Um, it did not matter. OU uh, shot themselves in the foot. They were their own Achilles heels, and we already, we always, we already know that. Um, I mean, hell, I'll be honest with you. The game that I have circled on my schedule next year, I don't know about you, but I have uh, that K State game. I want that. I want that beef right there. I want yeah. that beef. Chris Kleiman, two um, O versus Lincoln Riley. Who would who would exactly. ever thought that? Yeah, who would <laughs> ever thunk that? Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, I, like I said, I wish Texas well. Um, I I just I think the the hire is a question mark. Um, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. I mean, there's a lot of answers out there that need to be given because <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, this national championship game coming up, uh, you know, Sark is still going to be coaching on that. Who is he going to get his staff and all the rest of that? Can he keep those recruits? Because, I mean, you know, February is the next signing period, so you're still wondering, you know, if they haven't already signed, what can you do? Now, I will say this, though. Is he going to make B. John Robinson look amazing? Hell, yes, he will. Hell, I think a blind coach can make uh, B. John Robinson look good. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, and this would be the only thing I say about it, but if Sarkeesian can't get the job done, I guess uh, the Capitol Hill and uh, the University of Texas will get uh, a (laughs) 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 That is some foolishness, man. Oh, my gosh. Look, it's silly now in America. Like, you just mind your own business. You go about your way and stuff. I mean, that's probably people who just woke up this morning and was like, hey, babe. I love you so much. Can't wait to see you uh, after work today. We're gonna go on a date. Then you hear you hear this right here. You just like. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I saw well, something. I saw something funny. It was like twenty twenty turned uh, just turned twenty one. Started drinking. <laughs> somebody <laughs> said. Somebody said twenty twenty one. Telling twenty twenty to hold my vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what is, you know, and Kanye West, Kanye West went from uh, running for president to getting a divorce to now being linked to uh, Jeffree Star. And if you don't know who Jeffree Star is, but look that up. But uh, anyways, back to the football. Um, (laughs) You got any last thoughts on, um, I guess, you got any thoughts you want to share as far as uh, – the national championship game, Trevor Lawrence declaring finally. Uh. Yeah, um, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's looks like he's going to be a Jag. Uh, good luck in Jacksonville. But Did uh, you hear about Urban Meyer telling them he wants 12 mil a year to come yeah. out of retirement? Yeah, I mean, but honestly, he he's he's that kind of dude who could name his price. But yeah, that's just but, I don't know. That's weird to say. Well, well, I hope the Jags hire me as their attorney because <laughs> look, I'm putting in a clause that says, look, if you uh, come here for uh, for two years and coach us, and then say, oh well, I have health issues. I want documentation. I want everything, or I want to be refunded at least eight to. Uh, at least eight point five to nine uh, to nine and a half mil of that twelve million that is owed to you that uh, uh, one of those years because that does not make any sense because every place that he's been besides Bowling Green he's left because of health problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it's, it's risky and for someone yeah, so to make I mean, that. It's, uh, it, make I, that I don't know. Like it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh yeah, pay me twelve million. What do you? I mean, what? Yeah. But uh, about the, the national championship game, yeah, uh, I I have like a really hard time pick picking against Alabama, and you know now they got the Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith. So, you know, shout out to him, kudos. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I'm I, I what I do hope that I do hope it's a competitive, close game, and and I really hope Trey Sermon, former Sooner really just goes off and eats and you know just because he's been balling out down the stretch and you know yeah yeah like it'll be really nice for him to 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 show it on the the biggest stage in college football i mean he's already shown in the big 10 championship and then the first uh the the semifinal like he he's just he's just he looks like a different dude right now i mean he's he's playing like we you know we ou fans knew he had that kind of ability um but yeah, he's 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 going off right now. So I hope he goes off. But I still I don't I don't see I don't this Alabama team just looks like it's one of Saban's best teams for sure. I you know what? To be honest with you, I don't think it is. I we keep saying okay. that nobody's saying it. They, they benefited <laughs> from a weak SEC. That's I, think, true. I mean that's true. I mean, because I, I don't know. This team just doesn't captivate me like some of his past teams have. Now, I will say this, though. Matt Jones is a better quarterback than, he, than some of the quarterbacks that he's won championships with because he runs circles around Greg McElroy and a lot of those uh, those players. AJ um, you, is Matt Jones better than Jalen Hurts? Man, that's a good question, honestly, because – I don't know. I mean, because Jalen Hurts has – he definitely has, like, a clutch gene. Like, if, if his team – if he's in position to, to win a game, he will he can pull it out at the very end. But now, this, I don't, this is I don't what know I if say. I've seen that from Matt because they're always blowing everybody out or most Matt, of them out. Now, Matt Jones is better than Alabama, Jalen. Oh, yeah. Def, that's definitely – that's probably where I would uh, – I'd probably rank it OU Jalen – Number one, then Mac Jones, and then Alabama yeah. Jalen. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think that uh, if you look at if you look at um, the time that they played this year, I think you kind of go back and say, "Man, Jalen may be better than Tua." <laughs> yeah, he's Tua definitely not looking too good right now in Miami. 
So no, if you, if no, we. I tell you this: one of them looks like a rookie, and the other one doesn't. The other one looks <laughs> yeah. like he did it. Oh, you. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, take take it how you want you want to leave it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will probably go ahead with Bama or so. Um, we'll, you know, Justin Fields. It's just I don't know. Uh, did you see that tweet that uh, Saban started tweeted out? I said, "What the hell?" I saw like her like apologies and stuff about it. And so I pretty much, I, I figure what she's saying about like thinking that it is, you know, some, some kind of spreading some conspiracy that. Yeah. That's yeah. A, they're trying to hide, hide players, <laughs> play your backup. I was like, girl, be quiet. What you doing? What you doing? Sit down. Yeah. Go sit down somewhere, girl. Let's go sit down somewhere. Yeah, I, no, I ain't gonna lie though. I respect the courage though. I thought that was, I was like, what? Nick Saban thought it? I was like, man. I was like, I, I want to shake her hand. I was like, hey, I, I didn't know it was like that. She, she called, she called Ohio because I ain't gonna lie, Ohio State been getting the uh, the benefit of everybody oh. this year. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, they might as well rename the rule book after them. If, if what'd you say? I was, I was just saying they might as well rename the the, the rule book after them. The, the, all the different yeah, all the I was like, damn, just for that. I was year. like. Yeah, I, I was like, I because I was thinking to myself, I was like, hey, Big 12, hey, after this uh, Big 12 championship game, put West Virginia back on the schedule so we can have one more shot to show the, <laughs> show the committee that we want to play. Would have been more competitive than Florida. Yeah, 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 it'd been way more competitive than Florida. I was just like, hey, man, been some rules. But, um, yeah, man, if, that, if that's it, Seth, we got this game coming up. Hey, yeah. Boomer Sooner, and uh, you got anything else? You oh yeah, go ahead at yourself on here, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can find uh, my work and stuff over at Crimson and Cream Machine, and you can find me on Twitter at Seth Oliveris. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely this month. I'll be starting to talk a little bit more about maybe some of the uh, OU guys as far as uh, going into the Senior Bowl and the draft and. And, you know, we're pre-draft stuff. We're still ways away from the draft. But, but yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's another fun time uh, of the year, even though it's, it's going to be a long off season, that's for sure. All right. Well, with that being said, don't crawl on any buildings, y'all. Stay out. Stay peaceful. <laughs> stay safe. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Have a great one.